Thank you for checking out Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Made up from your questions about praying for others for healing, Season 8 provides you with a handy ministry toolbox to help you pray compassionately and confidently for others. So, whether you're a cappuccino, an Americano or a latte, there's something here for you. Plug in your earbuds, pick up your coffee mug and let's go. Welcome to another uh, new episode of Coffee Pods where we're going to be looking together at finding hope when life hurts. So um, I'm Lisa, if you've not met me before, and I'm joined by Wes Sutton. Hi, Wes. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. Are you ready for a great discussion? Uh, yeah, I hope so. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a good issue. Yeah, absolutely. And we're starting uh, this series today by exploring redundancy. Um, and it can be a real stinger uh, for a lot of people. And this is something that's come up when we've been running our course on uh, loss and bereavement. Redundancy is one of the things that comes up quite regularly, isn't it, um, as a loss for people? Yeah, and it's it's one of the hidden losses, isn't it? I mean, you, mm. you, you very rarely just, you know... Go to, go to church or meet somebody in a cafe and, and say, oh, have you been made redundant? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not a thing that comes up. No, it's not. And, and I suppose sometimes it's not necessarily seen as a spiritual issue, um, which it does affect your, your faith. It does affect your well-being. Um, yeah. but, so what, why, why do you think it is such a hard thing, Wes? Well, um, and it's interesting. Um, I, I just took a look at some statistics just you know just because we were obviously looking at this and um in 2019 530,000 people were made redundant wow okay so Ooh. just you pack that in um in 2020 because of covid that w- figure was upgraded to around 800,000 gosh and in fact, one business analyst uh, firm put the figure at 828,000 people who were made redundant because of, yes, COVID implications, but also just alongside that, all the other stuff that happens. Mm. So that was, they said that's, that's um, 14 people in a thousand. So that's seven in 500. So if you're in a church of 100 people, then it's just over one person in your church oh, wow. so it's like wow big issue and it and it does hurt um I, I came across a little verse in ecclesiastes which was solomon and ecclesiastes is funny lisa because it was when solomon was having a really bad day i mean it wasn't <laughs> like hey i can see the light um but he did come out with this and he said i mean this is the bad day um this is from chapter three uh, verse 19 it says everything is meaningless and i guess it's sometimes redundancy feels like that but you know he's, he's clearly not in a good place he says all go to the same place all come from dust and all return to dust who knows if the human spirit rises upward and if the spirit of the animal goes down to the earth? I mean, this is really great theology for the day. <laughs> yeah. But this is his conclusion. So I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work because that is their lot. Mm. And I thought, oh, gosh, even in the midst of sort of, you know, not quite a good day, some light breaks through. So I, it, it hurts because I think there's a difference between the things that are taken from us and the things that we choose to give up. Yeah. 
And I think that's that's quite a big thing. I mean, Jesus says, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down willingly. But redundancy is is actually a different thing. It's it's something done to us. Um, and in fact, one person I talked to said, um, I didn't want to be made redundant because I actually loved doing what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and, and it could be challenging on both sides, you know, being made redundant or having to do it to others. It can be difficult, mm. it can be disorientating. Yeah. I think also um, when someone's made redundant, our, our response as friends and especially Christian friends will be to encourage people to find their identity in God rather than the work. But that can be far more difficult when you've spent your whole career you know, your identity is also found in your career. Uh, yes, absolutely. And and it doesn't make it any easier if it's because of economics or restructuring mm. or market or anything. People have invested um, a life uh, sometimes in, in doing one particular thing. And and it's interesting, isn't it? That, I mean, I, I don't know whether they, when you read the Bible, you get to the genealogies and think, oh, I might skip that a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I have a sneaking feeling that if your name was there, you probably wouldn't skip it. Yeah. I don't know what the biblical equivalent in the Old Testament was Googling your own name. But, <laughs> but I imagine, you know, in the text, people looked back and saw their families as it was read mm. uh, in the synagogue. But of course, the, the beautiful thing is that God gave us names, not numbers. Yeah. And, and it sort of says something about identity and personality and everything else. But, you know, if we've invested our whole lives in a job and um, it is difficult because we sort of get the idea that performance is bigger than relationship. Yeah. But I think God values presence above performance, probably. So I think that's a, mm-hmm. a bit of a thing. Um, yeah, especially because he's he's seeking us, isn't he, all yeah. the time, which I think emphasises that point. Yes, and, and I, I guess it's it's very difficult. You brought up, you know you brought out the point that that you know we our identity can be very very often in what we've done and what we've achieved. Yeah, and and the tragedy of redundancy is it says stuff to us if we listen to it that isn't really helpful. So it mm-hmm. says things like you're surplus to requirements. You know, uh, you're yeah. not needed. I mean, that's a hard one. Oh, somebody said the, the most difficult one is that you're not good enough to keep. Yeah. Um, you're not valued. You're less able than others. And and actually, even when it's sort of, and we've all heard the, the phrase last in, first out, um, it still hurts. It still makes it much, much more difficult um, in our culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially when it comes to age, um, I I think redundancy can really affect you because you do often think it's an age-related thing. Um, How how do you think that affects us when when we're not quite ready to to go? (laughs) Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that that at the moment, statistically, is a a high percentage of the church is over a particular age. Mm. Um, And, of course, you do get to a stage in life when you sort of think, okay, you know, early fifties. Um, if if I don't if if I lose this job, uh, you know, who might take me on? Um, do you know what my denial job is? Um, every, every church leader has a denial job. Okay. And and that's that when things are really going badly, um, this is the job that you're just going to go off and do because you know 
Yeah. Do you know what my denial job is? Go on. I want to be a driver for John Lewis. Oh. And the reason is that everybody is pleased to see you when you arrive. Yes. It's true, so you get yeah, John it's Lewis, true. You, you get a John Lewis or a Waitrose van and, and nobody goes, oh, it's you. And, yeah, and, that's so true. <laughs> they're like, really? Yes. And of course, um, you know, we've been through a, a series uh, in, in, in our culture, certainly, when, you know, um, my granddad had one job for life. My dad had a couple of jobs for life. Yeah. Now you may have six, seven yeah. In your lifetime um and and not all that is your uh, choice but ageism i mean i think i think there's a slight idolatry of youth in our culture you know mm. youth is is certainly the future and i understand that that's true and i don't want to be a sort of miserable old goat um <laughs> but you know the trouble is that those who have who are older have got experience they've got mm. wisdom um they've got perhaps a little bit more patience and I, so I think, in a sense, the workforce is very much balanced by having across the ages as much as it is about the, the culture. But it does seem that um, I remember one lady crying. She said, you know, just because I had got a, to a particular birthday, hmm. they, they got me a cake and showed me the door and I had to leave. Oh. And it really broke her heart because yeah. she said, I loved the people I was with and I loved doing what I was doing. So I think they're the sort of things that come up out of this that is really it really touches into the spirit into the heart it does and you're then carrying those things around with you aren't you and trying to journey with them um which is very difficult at times yes it is because it's, it's i mean we are creatures where we we often find that we look at the future in the rear view mirror yeah do you know what i mean so uh driving a car and looking in the rear view mirror every now and again is a good idea yeah but actually driving a car and only looking in the rear view mirror is a recipe for disaster. But it's it, something that happens to our psyche. We, some, you know, we keep harboring on and rehearsing the past. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because there's the very well-known verse, isn't there, where it says, you are my son with who I'm well pleased. Yeah. And I think this speaks into us as beings very well. I wonder if you could expand on that maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that. I mean, we're human beings, not human doings. I think that's mm. absolutely brilliant. And, and I think it's really good. It's interesting, the thing. I mean, if you were the God, the Father, and you had this moment that was going to be recorded in the Bible forever, you know, um, and, and Jesus is coming out of the water, what would you have said? Mm. I mean, you know, you'd have been tempted to say, right, go for it, you know, conquer the world <laughs> by Wednesday, get it done. And God focuses on who jesus is but at this moment he's done nothing yeah I mean, there's no miracle there's no sermon there's no that you know jesus never wrote a book although he is the word of god so i suppose that's <laughs> slightly advantageous but you know uh, and the father's focuses on the being not on the doing and i i find that beautiful and interesting because in our culture, particularly Western culture, we do it the other way around. Yeah. You know, you're a human doing. You go to work and you are, I mean, somebody described work as the new slavery. Gosh. Simply because, um, like in, in the restructuring of redundancy, you know, there are three people doing a job. And then one of them is made redundant because of economics or whatever, or whatever. Mm. so there's two people, but they're now doing three people's jobs. Yeah. 
And of course, eventually that is going to be go down to one person who's still got to do three people's jobs. And so I think there's a great challenge to our culture within that. And, and I think the difficulty for us, even as Christians, is that we tend to think of ourselves as achievers of product mm. rather than those who carry the presence of God. Mm. What, what do you think that means for us? Or how can we... How can we sit in that truth, do you think, that we're human beings, not human doings? I think sometimes we measure the wrong things, even in church. I mean, most churches choose their leader by a 20-minute sermon. Yeah. Uh, and, and can he perform? Can she perform? Um, mm. You know, a worship leader? Um, can they perform in this social group and be the sort of people but we have no idea about who they are you know what they like and i think one of the challenges for us is to is to realign our values um away from uh, i was going to use the word capitalism you know the the this idea of achieving stuff Mm -hmm. makes me more important in fact i've got this sneaky idea that when we get to heaven it's going to be crowded with people that we've never ever heard of yeah who in the world's eyes achieved zip yeah. but in god's eyes were just heaven on earth yeah that's amazing isn't it yeah and, you know and, and oiks like me are going to be way at the back <laughs> and in our family we uh, if we couldn't remember somebody's name we always call them matty pringle and um <laughs> You know, and I'm going to be at the back, and all the Matty Pringles are going to be at the front. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I and I, I, mean, I genuinely believe that. I think that we we've got reality the wrong way round. Yeah, but I think we can, there is stuff that we can do to help ourselves in the midst of changing employment situations. Mm, yeah, and so I suppose because we've said that this is about finding hope um, <laughs> when life hurts. How can we find hope? I mean, obviously, these are some things that we've just spoken about. Is there anything else we could do? Yeah, I mean, I, I reflected on it. And, you know, um, I, I've been through changing employment circumstances for my out of my own choice and, yeah. and, and out of family. Um, I've known friends who've been made redundant. Uh, and I know, even funnily, I know people who've retired who've had all these similar things, you know, hmm. you know so who am I now? And I think one of the things that we come out with is we have to start redefining significance. What does it mean to be a significant person in terms of the kingdom of God? So I came up with a, a number of reflections. I think the thing I would say, first of all, is we've got to remember that above and beyond anything else, we are loved by God. Yeah. Okay, we've got to get a hold of that. Um, I'm not favoured by my employer. I am loved by God, first of all. If I say to people, when I really want to freak them out, and they ask me what I do, I say I am a servant of the most high God. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a bit of a business card to put down, isn't it? Um, I think if we could remember the life happens, but it's not always fatal. Um, and the events don't sum up who we are. Hmm. I think I think circumstances don't sum up who you are. You know, yeah. you, you may achieve this, you may not. You may have as many letters after your name as you've got in your name. It doesn't make you any more important yeah. in terms of 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 your your value. I think 
we need to remember this is probably something that we're going to have to get hold of as church as much as anything else but there is purpose outside work yeah so i i don't live to work i work to live yeah um and you know i think paul was tent maker um when we planted a church i went back to supply teaching three days a week okay because uh, and and I, I did it because my spiritual dad, who's still alive, funnily enough, um, he used to work for the Law Society, and he was quite high up in it. And he used to say to me, um, my, my work in the Law Society puts bread on the table, but my real job is the kingdom of God. Mm. But he was, wow. full-time, he was full-time in the Law Society, you know. Yeah. But he had a purpose outside work. Um, and I think if you are, if we, if we do come to that point of being made redundant, I would say invest time in being the full person God made you to be body, mind, and spirit, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, you know, look after your body, look after your mind, um, you know, and certainly look after your spirit. And, and, you know, sometimes God says, okay, this is my time with you now. Yeah. You know, you're not going to Sainsbury's or you're not going to the office or you're not going to do this. This is my time with you. And I think from that, we can begin to hear God again and say, Lord, let me learn who I am with you mm-hmm. and what I do and what puts bread on my table. Um, you know, uh, it funny, Mary and I, we had a, a saying uh, when we first went into Christian ministry, um, I decided that if it was necessary, I'd go and work in McDonald's mm-hmm. just to be able to do the stuff that I could do in the evenings at weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Because McDonald's wouldn't have been the defining factor of who I am. No, no. I do. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I I was just wondering whether it could be harder if, if you're employed by a church or a Christian organization, for example, because you will obviously be finding yourself and being present with God in that role. Mm. But obviously coming out of that role, you can meet with God and find yourself even further. I just, I just wonder whether it would be more difficult or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had to very tragically, I've had to be the, the one to go through a process of, of making people redundant. Mm. Because, um, you know, we couldn't afford it anymore. Mm. Um, or things have changed and, and, and whatever. And it's really hard on both sides. And I, and I know it's really hard for the person who's being made redundant. Yeah. I think you're right about churches where, you know, your relationship with God and your faith is wound up in the job that you do. Yeah. And if you change that, do you change your relationship with God? Mm. And I think it's, I think you're, I mean, that's very, you know, insightful comment. I think it can be very difficult. And mm. I think as churches, perhaps as Christian organizations, yeah, we need to do it. I was going to say better than anybody else, but we need to do it as well as we can. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in the end it is people's lives. It's just not, it's not just, they do a job here, but mm. they, they matter to God and, and they matter to us. That's right. Yeah. Brilliant. That, that's really helpful. And I think if you're listening and you, you just forgotten how, how you can help find hope, just rewind. Um, and Wes has given some really great points there, some practical points of how we can look after ourselves um, 
even if we have not been made redundant, um, I think those are good points to take away with us to keep ourselves well and whole. Um, but Wes, would you kindly pray for anybody who may sadly be in that position of redundancy? Yeah, let's do that. Thank you. Heavenly Father, you know who we are and you know how we work. And Lord, there are times when our hearts need healing because of things, life that's happened. And we didn't choose it, but it came to us. So Heavenly Father, I ask that you would assure us now that you are over all and above all. And that we rest in your hands, that we are within your reach. Lord, sometimes it's difficult to hear you. So I simply ask today that for those for whom this is a current experience or even a past painful one, Lord, could you help us today to hear the voice of the Heavenly Father, just like Jesus did? Lord, tell us that we're loved. Tell us that you are present with us. Tell us that you're pleased with us. And let us know your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Thanks, Wes. It's been really great, as usual. And we're looking forward to catching you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope that you found this week's episode of Coffee Pods helpful and inspirational. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a like and share. We'll catch you soon.